Hi, uh, Namaskar everyone. My name is Sanjeev uh, Deshmukh. Uh, I, I live here in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, US, been here for since 1994, I guess. Uh, we, my wife and I, uh, both are, uh, we are graduates of Catering College, Dadar, and we have been working in the industry for that many years, since 1980. The motto in life, which I have kind of adopted, was one of the things from Mr. J.W. Marriott, who said, change is the only constant that we have. So we have to keep adapting and adopting to the situation and make it work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 10th episode of my show, Bounce Back with Nima Mankar. Today, we have a very interesting person with us, Mr. Sanjeev Deshmukh. His life is a true example of man proposes and God disposes. He believes in adapting to situations and working smart and hard. After completing his extensive degree course of hotel management from Mumbai, he dreamt of a promising career. His dream was at the verge of coming true. As he trained out, he almost secured a progressive job with a prestigious group of hotels. But misfortune struck. He was struck by a drunk driver. He had to go in for multiple surgeries on his broken bones. He faced a number of setbacks thereafter. This rendered him totally incapable of taking up a lucrative career of a chef in a good hotel. However, he did not give up. Let's hear him speak about his major setbacks and how he bounced back to success. He works as a director of assets for a group of hotels in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hello and a big welcome to you, Sanjeev. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with us today. Thank you, Neema. So please tell us briefly about your childhood, family and education. So I grew up in a very privileged uh, background, son of a, I would say, landowner. I cannot call uh, my father a farmer, but uh, we, yeah, we have, our families owned uh, some lands in Maharashtra and also in uh, Madhya Pradesh and uh, cotton mills. Uh, my schooling was done at uh, Sindhya School, as which you all know is a very prestigious school even now. So I was able to go there, spend some time. And that was one of the first big changes that came in my life. I grew up uh, first eight, 10 years of my life were, uh, were on a farm in, uh, in Maharashtra, rural area. And it was just having fun, doing nothing much. We didn't even go much to school uh, before going off to Sindhiana. I was, I was there uh, at the age of 10, uh, not knowing Hindi or English. And my Marathi was like more of a Vidarbhite slang than, than anything else. And I had to quickly adapt to the situation and start learn and put to best use uh, using Hindi and English as language. That was one of the first things. Uh, looking back now, how quickly we as human beings uh, in general can, can adopt to our environment and thrive. 
of course, not everybody can do that. Some people have a tougher time. Uh, I remember in school, I must have not cried for my parents or, or anybody else just after the first night. It, it was just, you're, you're in there uh, and you have to succeed. Schooling was great fun. We played all kinds of sports. I never excelled at any. I never, uh, you know, was not duh or bad at anything. It was just, I could play with the best, never excel. I never had the winning attitude. Uh, I believe I still now don't have it. I'm laid back, but whatever I do uh, as in terms of work, I do it to the best of my ability. Starting from there, uh, from Sindhya, I went to, uh, because of, you know, like uh, back back then, we were all, uh, our careers were chosen by our elders. So my father especially wanted me to get into med school. And excuse me, I, I was not very keen. I was not up to it, I think. I was of the very keen mind that I'm just not going to do uh, only uh, BSc in science and then do what? I certainly knew one thing I didn't want to go back to was the farming because I found it highly dependent on rain and everything else and too much work. Uh, so one day while reading the Times of India, while I was in Indore doing my second year of uh, BSc, I saw this one, one ad in the paper uh, the, the other catering college looking for teaching staff, faculty members, they were looking for some department, which I had not even heard of. I had no idea what, what hotel management was. I wrote to them a letter uh, that I mailed or posted, as we call it in India, I mailed it or posted it, uh, just asking for more details of the school and uh, how can I get their application and syllabus. Oh, so lo and behold, even in those good days, within five or seven days, I got a letter back from, from the uh, catering college saying, uh, send us whatever by money order, you know, 45 rupees or 30 rupees. I, and what really surprised me in my mental uh, capacity that time was, is this school so efficient that they reply to, they actually open their letters and reply back uh, within a week? I mean, imagine how Indian Post was during those days. It must have taken three days to reach Bombay from Indore by mail. And uh, then they send it back. And I got it within the week. So it's really whoever was handling the mail at the, at, at the college must have been really efficient at what they were doing. Or maybe they were looking for people. I don't know. And eventually I filled up the application. Of course, I had to... Uh, get uh, my uncle's signature because I was living with them uh, to apply. And he was like, you're applying for this? Does, you, does your father know? I said, no, he, I have not spoken to him, but he should be fine. Eventually, though, all hell broke loose over Sanjeev's life and the Deshmukh family that I'm applying for catering college. And I'll become a Bhavarchi. And that's all I can do. But I had, I had made up my mind. I kind of left Indore and went to Bombay and started catering college. Um, it, it was a three-year course. Uh, by the way, I don't even have uh, an undergraduate degree because I never completed my BSc. And at that point in time, hotel management and catering technology was a diploma. It's and I still have not converted that diploma into a, into a degree because 
I also feel degrees and those kind of papers don't make you or break you. It's what you apply towards in life that really helps you. And here in the U.S., since we have come here, it was challenging because our hotel diploma was not recognized for immigration purposes uh, or for work permits, but it was considered equivalent to because of my great experience in the industry. Having said that, my wife and I, we met at hotel school and we have we have known each other since 1977 or the catering college. That's that's when we met. I would say we started dating somewhere around 31st of December that year, 1977. So we have been together since then. We form a team. We attack everything together. We fight. But that's that's part of the life because we see things differently. We could never work together, I think. As I was, I had cleared first year, second year, and then th- during the third year, prelim exams were going on because the college was very strict. The catering college or uh, Institute of Hotel Management, uh, uh, Miss Thangami Philip, of whom you might have heard, she was a very great uh, disciplinarian. And uh, she would not allow people who were not ready to take the final, final board exams to take them. So we used to have very strict prelims. And it was during the prelims that, uh, unfortunately, this uh, accident happened where I, I was hospitalized for maybe a month and a half with multiple surgeries. And I eventually took a discharge from the hospital against medical advice because the boards were start, the board exams were starting. And my, my prelims, though I had done only one half of the prelims, or nearly three-fourths of it, I was able to qualify to uh, take the finals. And I think... Uh, uh, because I was involved in some student activity during the second year and the uh, first part of the third year, Miss Thangami Philip didn't want me to be back at school repeating the year. So she agreed for me uh, to uh, let me appear for the finals and in fact uh, helped me get situated. I had been shortlisted by the Oberoi's and um, HCI, Hotel Corporation of India Centaur, uh, to be their chef training because that's what I wanted to be, be in the chef training. But unfortunately, Oberoi's uh, came back saying, if you cannot join by this date, we'll have to interview you again next year and see if there are any openings then. Uh, but uh, we knew from the doctor that I'm going to lose about six to seven months with, with the recovery. The, my bones had been so badly broken. But anyway, life goes on. You've said that you didn't complete your uh, graduation and you got an entry into this uh, catering college directly. But I think uh, if anyone has this name Sanjeev, then they don't need any other you know, degree or any other qualification. They are supposed to be chefs. No, it's not like that. Just when you were embarking on the road to success after you were just about to give the exam and complete your catering course, you met with a disastrous accident. Could you please share your experience of it and the impact it actually had on your life? Right. We all, I mean, in some way or the other, face tragic situations in life. Some of them are your own making. Most of them are not. And one has to take it in one stride. So uh, I was you know, lucky enough to have a good set of friends who shared their notes because between the prelims and the final board exam, there was a good gap of six to eight weeks. So things were still being taught in in school. Most of my friends picked up 
uh, each one, each subject, and they would make notes for me with the carbon paper and bring it to the hospital. And then I would, I, I would study. I never stopped doing that. And uh, because of that, I had told the, the hospital staff to give me very minimal painkillers because the painkillers also tend to put you to sleep. And my threshold of pain has always been very high. This accident even made it much higher. I was I was studying all the time. And when Miss Philip, uh, Miss Thangam Philip came to see me in, in the hospital, I requested her if I can, you know, take, take the exam in spite of uh, missing part of the prelims. And she said, yes, because the other marks during the school year were good. Uh, I was allowed to do that. So I had to keep studying again. Uh, and that's what I did. The, the interesting part was uh, during the exams itself, when I took a discharge from the hospital, mind you, against medical advice, and went and stayed at this college hostel. Miss Philip allowed me to stay in the you know, in the college hostel. I was not a hostelite, and three of my friends in, in in the dorm used to every because remember this is now you're talking of April May in Bombay. Used to bathe me every day. It was so humbling and i remember those people who, who, who did it and you need these kind of people in your life because you alone cannot do it imagine if miss philip had not allowed me to take the final exam it was within her rights it was all done because of maybe though i was a you know naughty person a naughty student i was never a bad one and then uh, once I started working, uh, uh, I, so our exams were sometime done in May, end of May. I had I could not work because I was on, uh, by, by that time I was in a wheelchair. So I went back to the farm and uh, my father was, of course, very upset with whatever was going on. But, you know, it was an accident. The only person at fault was the guy who drank the beer and was driving his car. No, not not me. But dad was very depressed. By the time I started work, I mean, not, I didn't even start work. I had to come back to Bombay to take take the medicals of uh, HCI, uh, Hotel Corporation of India Center. When I came back uh, and I was in the process of doing my medicals with the blood work test and they used to have all kinds of things, you had to see a doctor. My father had his third and final heart attack and passed on. And this was right, I think, in the middle of the, uh, something was going on that the trains, there was a partial strike or I, I don't know. We, my eldest brother who, who used to live in Tana at that time and I, both of us could not get to our village in time for the funeral. I, I remember that because not enough trains or something was, was, was going on anyway. I started my job with Centaur. So my batchmates or my uh, colleagues who had already started work sometime in June of 1980. So I had already lost six months because of this accident in life, in, in, in the bigger picture. When, once I started working in the kitchens, uh, the osteomyelitis came back. And the doctors that I was going to, the orthopedic doctors could not understand they kept on giving me antibiotics, advising to physically clean the wound where it was oozing pus and infection from my from the bone. But nobody could come to a conclusion as to why. And somebody in there, and I don't even remember who advised me, maybe because you're working in humid, humid conditions in the kitchen, uh, that's what is causing this. And I took that like a uh, drowning person grabs 
the last straw or the last straw that broke the camel's back, whichever phrase you want to use. And I grabbed that and I went to the Centaur people and said, I want to transfer to either at front desk or restaurant side. And my training manager, she's, she kind of told me, we've already done you a favor by letting you join six months late. And now you've done a three and a half, four months training. You want to switch over. It's just not possible. Uh, we, we cannot do it. So in a half and a puff, without thinking, I quit. I went to Pune for an interview or Hyderabad. All of a sudden, suddenly, I got uh, an opening. There was an opening at Taj, uh, Bombay, and they were hiring people. And I applied for it, and I got in. And after that, my life just changed. Uh, working for Taj that time, those days meant we were working as trainees six days a week, about 15, 16 hours a day. And uh, after you finished working, you were so tired. There was nothing. Uh, all the food, the meals were, you know, eaten at the Taj. Not in fancy restaurant, but in our cafeteria, but still it was food. So you were, we were saving all that money. And that's where one of my older friends who was, an, who was not with the hotel industry is no more in the world either. Uh, he kind of pushed me prodded me into start investing because all the salary that was start was paying was just going into the bank. And I, that's where we, I started along with my wife, Snehal, we started investing in uh, uh, Mumbai's uh, stock exchange or stock market. Very little money, whatever was there to spare. Eventually over the years, it, it grew so much that when we got married, it paid for our wedding expense. And it just went on working with a great employer. Uh, that's what I believe. And in an hotels company or Taj was a great employer. It was, it was a great thing for me. They uh, referred me, the, the, the doctors there to Dr. Dolakia. And he's the one who finally cured my osteomyelitis by doing uh, another surgery in 1984. So now maybe it's you know four years after the accident. All these years, I've had that pain and the pus oozing and pain going on. It's still working. Uh, but he scooped out a whole lot of bone and uh, let the bone grow back. And, and in, the, in the hope that the infection doesn't come back again. And it so far in so many years, it has not. So you know, it's sure good luck, plus being in the right place at the right time and working very hard. Also share a few humorous episodes of your life. I appeared for a lot of interviews. I went to Lonavla for interview. I went to Baroda for interviews. Couldn't find a job. Eventually, somebody at the at the catering college canteen where I used to go every day because there were a lot of jobs were posted there from the industry. Uh, I found a job at a hotel which was offering about, and this is the funny part, which was offering about four times the salary that my batchmates were getting at the Taj or the Oberoi's or what I was making at the uh, at uh, Centaur. And I was really surprised. And the guy who, the owner who interviewed me, he told me, we'll pay you in cash too. So I was like, wow, no taxes. I'll get all this money. Uh, and it was 2,000 rupees per month during those days. I know 2,000 rupees doesn't mean anything today. 
and I I I took up this job at a at a hotel. We'll not disclose the name of the hotel uh, because it's it's not a nice place. And I didn't know all that before the interview. It turns out it was a place which was used by uh, people for immoral activities. And this guy was only willing to pay that much because he had invested a lot of money in opening a new restaurant at the hotel, thinking that the local families and uh, people who were living in the surrounding areas would visit that restaurant. He'll make money. And he was not coming because the local area knew what kind of hotel that was. And I was aghast when I, when I, when I saw actually what was going on within a week or so, I learned what was going on. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I kind of uh, you know, bounced the ideas off by, with my friends and uh, my other colleagues who were working in other hotels. And we, we, we kind of came to come to conclusion. The day after a month, I was paid my 2,000 rupees. I walked off from the job that day when I finished the shift or whatever I was doing. And I have never gone back to that hotel. I don't feel anything bad about it. I didn't call. That was the only job that I have left that way. You have always had a very optimistic type of attitude towards life. Do you think like this has really helped you to bounce back to success? I mean, you know, life is full of pleasant surprises. One just has to stop as, as you know, literally people say, stop to smell the roses. There are a lot of negative things uh, that, that go on. Uh, not that you have to be ignorant of them. You, you have to acknowledge that and just, just go beyond it saying, that's not for me. There are so many peers in my own life who are so successful at what they have done. Uh, so what one just needs to learn from them and apply it to our, uh, our own situation. And just be, I was exchanging some texts with my boss here, uh, the owner of, the, uh, uh, of my hotel franchise company that I, that I work for. And he said something is so much enjoyable to work with all of you in the office. So if you don't enjoy your work, you might as well not do it because it's, it's of no fun. It's no use coming to work on Monday morning, uh, dreading the week. Oh, Lord, it's Monday. Uh, on Monday mornings, uh, I kind of advise everybody to come singing into the office. Whatever you want to sing. I mean, anybody who, wants, who hears me singing will either you know, throw, uh, throw up or lose their hearing power because I'm a very bad singer. However, that's one of the happinesses that, that, that one has. Or um, if like my wife and I, especially her, she loves to cook. Now, once you have cooked it, somebody has to eat it. And that's why I'm very short and fat because I've never grown tall, uh, taller, but we eat a lot. Uh, just a month ago, we were visiting Jack Daniels uh, Distillery here in uh, Tennessee, and we had a great time. And you have to keep trying. I, I tried at one time when I was in 10th grade. I tried uh, with my father's help, of course, to go to uh, uh, Narangao near Pune. That time had uh, pioneered a poultry uh, farm. And they, they had a poultry school. So I nearly went there. But whether it, it would have worked out for me or not, who, who knows? But I had that thought. Now, is there just one something you would like to tell the listeners in case 
they face some depressing situation and want to come back to normalcy. Sure. Um, one, one thing always is, is top priority in life is change is constant. So the bad time will change too. J just, just go through with it. I, I must say, be a good reader, read books. I'm just reading a book written by uh, a Dr. Frankel. He is a psychiatric uh, doctor uh, of Jewish origin, and he survived the um, concentration camps in uh, Hitler's uh, Nazi uh, era. And he talks about the survival rate of the people who were taking the things in their stride were much higher than people who were depressed already. That's what, that's his anecdotal observation. Uh, and um, unlike me, he's very well educated. He's, he's a doctor of psychology, so I'm sure he knows what he's talking about. But these are the kind of things uh, one has to, like, like if I want to lose weight, I have to follow a person or put a person or take an advice of a person who is thin and exercises. Not a person who is, you know, living off uh, jalebis and uh, sweet milk. So you have to choose your advisors or your friends properly. So um, that's all I would I would have to say. I mean, stay, staying positive is a catchphrase, but it's it's a really a frame of mind, and it depends uh, uh, on you to stay stay positive. We have all had failures. We're all going to have further failures too, in in personal life or uh, financial or job. But it's, it's how one reacts to that rather than the incident itself. As time is really moving fast, we have to stop here. Anyway, thank you very much for a very enlightening talk. Thank you for even considering because I, I at times don't think I have done anything great. I've just done natural what because one has to succeed. There is, there is no other option. Thank you, Elvis and Manan, for all the technical support. 